friend of mine and a great friend of Calvary, Brian Somerville. Some of you will remember uh, Brian. Brian uh, hails from Derry, Northern Ireland. Uh, served for many years as the lead pastor of, of, of Cornerstone Church there. Uh, has stepped into more of a, 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 an overall leadership role, helping the churches of Northern Ireland. Uh, but Brian called me and said, hey, um, I'm going to be in the neighborhood uh, the neighborhood being Illinois, uh, and he said, I'm going to be in the neighborhood wondering if, um, if, 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 if Sean uh, and I, uh, his good friend, Sean, that was traveling with him, uh, if Sean and I could come and hang out with you for a few days. And I said, come on. Uh, and then I thought, you know what, I can't have uh, Sean Malarkey and Brian Somerville uh, uh, come and hang out with us and not have one of them speak. And so I said, Brian, uh, who should I have speak? And he said, Sean is a much better speaker than I am, uh, and so you should have Sean speak. I don't know if that's exactly the way you put it, uh, but it was some, something close to that effect. Sean Malarkey serves as the pastor of a great church in Dublin, in Dublin Ireland. Uh, he also, he serves as the leader of the, uh, of the organization that is the Assemblies of God Churches in Ireland. Uh, it is an incredible honor to have him here at Calvary this morning. And church family, I would ask you to uh, make him feel welcome as he comes this morning and brings the word. Sean, thanks so much for being here today. Now, the question that I have for you before you speak this morning, um, do you need an interpreter? Yes, So absolutely. Uh, we're going to give it your best shot. Listen, if you, don't, if you don't understand part of what he's saying, just fake it. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. It's such a privilege to be here. Thank you for having me. Hello, Cal Calvary Orlando Church. Great to be here. Thank you so much, Pastor Ed and Jody, uh, just for opening your hearts and your home to Brian and myself. We have been treated like royal family. And uh, we just feel so, so blessed. So fantastic to meet their beautiful daughter, Lauren, today, and their son, Drew. It's just been an amazing week that we've had in your incredible country. Uh, what a privilege to be here. I'm uh, here to say hello from Ireland. Uh, as Pastor said, I, I lead a church right in the capital city of Dublin. Uh, and if you're ever in Dublin visiting or you're a tourist over there, just pop over to us. We're just right across the road from a place called Trinity College, which is a place so many tourists go to. Uh, I pastor in a church that's over 300 years old, the building, it's a national monument, and uh, praise the Lord, God has brought new life to an old building, and uh, we love that all that God is doing, it's called St. Mark's Church because the name came with the building, and the building came with the name, uh, and so it's uh, there that we worship the Lord Jesus Christ. I uh, bring greetings from that family in Dublin, I bring greetings from other Assemblies of God churches in Ireland, to you, there's people praying for us today. They're actually praying for me that I'll get through this and not be intimidated by this amazing church and this amazing church family. And uh, I bring greetings as well from my wife, Susan, and our four children. I've got twin boys, John and Daniel. They turn 20 today, the 6th of October. And uh, that is just amazing. Happy birthday, boys. And uh, I have two daughters, uh, Rebecca Joy is 18, and Rachel Grace is 15, going on 45. And she's the, she's the boss, and she's got things going on there. The Lord Jesus has asked us to love the Lord our God with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength, and to love our neighbors as ourselves. 
And when the Lord asks you to do something, it's important that we obey and that we do it. And so to love the Lord our God with all of our hearts leads me nicely to the scripture that we're going to look at today and the topic that we're going to preach on today, which is about the importance of guarding our hearts. Can you understand that if Jesus spoke directly to us and said, hey guys, I want you to love me with all of your heart, that that then would be a place that the enemy of our soul, Satan, wants to get at, wants to attack, and wants to tear down. And so what we're talking about today is so important for our well-being as believers, for the strength of our faith, and for the expression of all that we know to be Jesus in our lives. In Ireland, we have um, a group of men and women that are powerful, and uh, there's a picture of them coming up here now, and they're our police force. And uh, we want to thank God, and we want to put our hands together right now for the police force that keep us safe and protect us and work so hard. But you'll see in Ireland, they're not called the police. You'll see on the back of their jackets is the word Garda. Garda is the Irish word, the Gaelic for guard. And so we would say, I'm not going to call the police. I'm going to call, I'm going to phone the guards. And they are, to give them the full length of their name, they are called, here's a bit of Gaelic for you guys. I hope you're taking notes. This is going to be interesting. Garda Siakana Neheran. And that means in English, Guardians of the Peace in Ireland. I, I believe that by the end of this message today, that God is going to make us a bit more qualified as guardie, as guards of our hearts. That we will be people that will guard the peace within our hearts that Jesus has put in there. That we will be people that will be much more equipped and much more ready, much more prepared, and much more intentional in guarding our hearts because it is critical for our well-being and for our spiritual well-being. We're going to turn in our Bibles now because it's more important what God's Word says. I don't want to give you a load of malarkey, amen? I want to give you the Word of God here today, amen? And so we're going to turn in our Bibles to Proverbs chapter 4, and we're going to read verse 18 to 27. The path of the righteous is like the morning sun, shining ever brighter till the full light of day. But the way of the wicked is like deep darkness. They do not know what makes them stumble. My son, pay attention to what I say. Turn your ear to my words. Do not let them out of your sight. Keep them within your heart for they are life to those who find them and health to one's whole body. Above all else, above all else, most importantly, whatever you do, guard your heart, for it is the wellspring of life or for everything you do flows from it. Keep your mouth from perversity Keep corrupt talk far from your lips. Let your eyes look straight ahead of you. Fix your gaze directly before you. Give careful thought to the paths for your feet and be steadfast in all of your ways. Do not turn to the right or turn to the left. 
Keep your foot from evil. Lord, we thank you for your word. In Jesus' name and all God's people said. Above all else, before everything, most importantly, guard your heart, for it is the wellspring of life. We know that in Hebrew, the word for heart is lebab, and we know that in Greek, it's cardia. And so that's where we get cardio and the understanding of the importance of keeping our cardiovascular muscle going and, and healthy and important in what we take into ourselves physically to keep this pump working healthily and powerfully to give life to our being. In the Bible, it has a lot to say about the heart and it refers to our inner being. And praise the Lord, it is mentioned over a thousand times as the seat of our emotions, of our thoughts and our moral activities. It truly is the wellspring of life. And so we can see the importance of us paying attention to this inner being that is described by the word heart within our spiritual man, our spiritual woman. Let me just give you a few of the scriptures that refer to the heart in the Bible, and you know them so well. In 1 Samuel 16, verse 7, it says, Man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the... He looks at the heart. Jeremiah 17, verse 10 says, I, the Lord, search the heart and examine the mind to reward each person according to their conduct, according to what their deeds deserve. Matthew 12, verse 38 says that from the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. What a challenge that is. And Proverbs 16, verse 23 says, a wise man's heart guides his mouth. Brothers and sisters, I count it an honor to be here today. But I think that you need to know that the story of your life could well be the story of the long and brutal assault of your heart by the one who knows what you could be and he fears it. I believe that the enemy has been attacking your heart and my heart since, dare I say, the day we were born. Because he knows what you could be if you lived wholehearted. He knows the impact your life could have if you lived like Mary and gave all of your heart to the call of God in your life, be it to foster 200 children, be it to plant a church, be it to be a business person who gives all that they can to the kingdom. Whatever it is, if you live wholeheartedly, you will bless your life, you will be fulfilled, you will make a difference, and praise the Lord, you will leave a legacy that many will be inspired by. Praise God. Praise God. We, we were watching with your pastor last night, college football. And it's incredible. It's an incredible sport. It's a, an incredible spectacle. No one has ever been inspired by a half-hearted player. Anyone here? Well, how did I do, coach? You know what, son? You gave me 50% and I'm delighted with you. Said no coach ever. We are only inspired, we are only enthralled by players who give 100% if they are wholehearted, if they give all of their hearts to what they are doing. We are only inspired by teachers who taught us with all of their hearts. 
We had teachers in my school, and some of them did not want to be teachers. They did not want to be there, and it had such an impact on our education in that subject because they were not giving all of their heart. I had teachers that were wholehearted, and to this day, I still love the subjects that they taught me because they did it with all of their heart. Praise the Lord. I can tell you that I'm married to Susan, and if ever I came into Susan and I said, Susan, today I love you with a quarter of my heart. I tell you, it wouldn't be long before I was sleeping out in the back garden in the Irish rain singing Danny Boy. But glory to God, I love Susan with all of my heart. And at times when there's challenges, and at times when there's difficulties, and I know that my heart is failing me, I go back to the Lord my God. And I go back to all that he is and all that he's given me in order to be the man of God that he has called me to be. My brother, my sister, I need to say this again because I believe that this is a key sentence in what I'm saying today. The story of your life could well be the story of the long and brutal assault on your heart by the one who knows what you could be and he fears it. We are going to believe with all of our hearts today because you've got a pastor and a leadership team who gives all of their hearts to this church and to you in prayer, in time, in giving, in being a great example. And we've been praying that people here today have swelled hearts by the time they leave this place. Broken hearts are made whole and healed. People who have been living half-hearted will move into a place of living with full hearts and that we would leave equipped on how to protect and keep our hearts. You see in Ezekiel 36, verse 26 to 27, the Lord said, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you and I will remove from you a heart of stone and I'll give you a heart of flesh and I'll put my spirit in you and move you to follow my decrees and be careful to keep all of my laws. Brothers and sisters, God has taken our heart of stone. And you might be here today and you're a hard man. Well, God bless you, but God is here today to take that heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh so you can feel, so you can love, so that you can do life in a meaningful way and you can be blessed in all that God has in store for you. You might be here a young lady, an older lady, and the brutal assault on your heart as you offered your heart to so many people, it has been absolutely ridiculous what has happened to your heart. You have hardened your heart in order as you thought it to protect yourself. But God wants to take that heart of stone and he wants to give you a heart of flesh that you can love again and you can be blessed again. Why it is so important that we learn how to guard our hearts, is because we have got rid of a heart of stone, we have a heart of flesh, and the heart of flesh is much more vulnerable than a heart of stone. And we really need this in our lives today. Brothers and sisters, why do we keep our hearts so unguarded? We protect stuff with such passion that is all temporary and is all gonna fade away and we leave our hearts open. May we be open to the word of the Lord today in Jesus' name. So we're talking about the police, the guardee, the guards 
who do an amazing job on our streets. And we're learning today how to guard our hearts. And the first thing that we need to learn is what all detectives and policemen and women are taught, and that is the rule of paying attention. Amen. We need to pay attention. We have a dog in our house, and his name is Charlie. Charlie is the most incredible guard dog. Now, if you stood before him, he would just give up and surrender immediately. But to anyone that's listening in, he barks like a a wild dog, and it's fantastic. But the amazing thing about Charlie is that he just has to hear a noise at the door or a noise in the garden, and he starts barking. So much so that his hearing is beyond belief that there's many times that we go, why is he barking? What is it? And then we'll hear someone ring the doorbell or just open the door, and we go, oh, we heard them when they were just a bit away from our house. He is paying attention to detail. He is paying attention to sounds. He is keeping himself at the ready, and he will bark when he hears something that's not familiar because he's paying attention. I have a daughter. Her name is Rebecca Joy, and my Lord, we call her the detective. Nothing gets by Rebecca Joy. She pays attention to everything. She remembers things that I said two years ago in a McDonald's where I made a little promise, and she remembers it. Every detail of it. Dad, remember you said on the 28th of September, 2015, we were in a McDonald's, and you said this to me? Yeah, what what was it I said? You said this, and she will list it off verbatim, every word that I said, because she pays attention. I was telling your pastor that she has just started her degree in college, and it is in law and criminology. Oh, come on. You couldn't write this stuff. The girl... The girl that we have been, praise the Lord, raising and calling all our lives the detectives, and we've been saying, Rebecca, you pay attention to everything. You don't miss any detail. You're always in the zone. If we want to know someone's name, we ask Rebecca Joy. If we want to know where we were in a particular time or where we spent the summer, we ask Rebecca Joy because she pays attention to detail. God wants us to be people who pay attention to detail. He even said it there in Proverbs 4 verse 20. My son, pay attention. We could also say be alert. Be vigilant to what I say. Turn your ear to my words. Do not let them out of your sight. Keep them within your heart. For these words are life. They are life to you. And they are health to your whole body. Now, my brothers and sisters, we pay a lot of attention to advertisements on our television screens, to big billboards along by the side of the highways. We pay a lot of attention because they promise that they are going to impact and bless my life and they're going to bring health to my body. And we refuse to pay attention to the very thing that brings us life and health to our bodies, the Word of God. Reading, meditating on the Word of God has become a lost art in the house of God. And my brothers and sisters, if ever we needed to pay attention to God's Word and to what the Word of the Lord is saying it is today, 
There is so much information. There's so much data. There is so much coming out our heads and hearts. There's so much trying to impact our minds. There's so much trying to get into our emotions. We need to pay attention to the Word of God, to read the Word of God. Get a devotional. The pastors here will encourage you. Do you know what? They would even bless you with a devotional and a Bible if you don't have one. They want to encourage you in the Word of God because everyone on this team knows that if we can get the Word of God into people and they pay attention to the Word of God, it will impact their lives and the health of their bodies. This is the Word of God. This is the Word of God. Didn't you enjoy the presence of God in the worship when Pastor came up here and again we were brought to our knees in understanding the power and presence of the name of Jesus? Can you imagine if we have this sort of time, not just on a Sunday morning, but on the, on the road to work tomorrow, as we, we stick on a, a CD or we listen to a radio station or whatever that is playing the Word of God, and, and we read the Word of God during our lunch break, our, our, our elevenses, whatever it is, and we're just getting the Word of God into our hearts, into our heads, into our minds, praying it, believing it, and standing on the Word of God. It's going to make such a difference. My brother, my sister, I cannot be the guard of your heart. Pastor Ed and Jody and the team here cannot be the guard of your heart. You have to be the guard of your own heart. It doesn't matter how much, it matters to him, but it doesn't matter to you how much of the Bible Pastor Ed reads. It's important how much of the Bible you read. It's important for preaching and teaching and all of that great stuff that Pastor Ed does so well. But you understand what I'm saying. In order to guard your heart, you need to pay attention. What do you need to pay attention to? You need, according to Proverbs 4, to pay attention to the Word of God and to make sure you get it into your heart and stay alert, reading the Word of God, paying attention and giving attention to your relationship with Jesus, who is the living Word. Staying alert and paying attention, anticipating the return of the King by reading the Word of God. Staying alert and paying attention to turning our ear to God's Word rather than all of the stuff that wants to come into our ears and impact our souls. We pay attention to the Word of God, making sure our lives are filled and refilled with the Spirit of God and listening to what the Spirit wants to say. It's key that you and I don't miss this. The simplicity of the gospel and the simplicity of all that we do as believers is sometimes missed because we feel we've heard it before Oh, we've done it before. And my brother and my sister, if you don't remember anything else from this message today, please remember this. It is so important to read the Bible, to meditate upon the Word of God. It is life to your soul and it is health to your body in Jesus' name. The second thing that I want to bring out from our police force, our guards, and to hopefully make us guardians of our hearts today, is that we need to be about the business of protection. The motto of many a police force is to serve and protect. Wouldn't that be a fantastic motto for Christians? Amen? Someone comes up and says, what are you about? Well, we serve and we protect. We serve the Lord and we are guardians of truth, of a Christian lifestyle, of Christian values. We serve and we protect. What a fantastic joy that would be if that's the way we saw our lives.
You see, the sense of guard your heart is that we need to give more thought and attention to guarding our minds than men do to anything else in life. Governments go to great pains to protect their plans and their secrets. Wealthy people spend a, false, a small fortune guarding art and jewelry and collectibles. But God says it's more important to guard what we allow to reside in our hearts and in our minds. Why is this important? Because it is the wellspring of life. It is our hearts and minds that are going to be impacted, and God wants us to be guided and protected in all that we do. He wants to protect our thinking. He wants to protect the condition of our hearts. He wants to protect the condition of our souls. And so if you want to invest in anything, invest in high protection of your heart and your soul according to the Lord Jesus Christ. I come from uh, Ireland, as you can tell at this stage by the accent. My parents are from the west of Ireland. My dad is from a county called Mayo, and my mom is from a county called Kerry. It is the southwest coast of Ireland. In fact, my mom's land, her father's land, it, it juts out onto the sea, and there's a particular little place there. It's called the Gub, G-U-B. And whenever we go to Kerry, we always take a walk to the Gub, and it leads you out to this kind of jagged edge of a point that's a bit dangerous towards the end, but it's such an adventure to get there. And when you get there, you look across, it's all sea in front of you. And we always say this, next stop is America. Next stop is America. We could wave at Pastor Ed in the church, but you wouldn't see us, it's a far distance. On the way to Gub is a place that is called Triple. And it is a place where a spring well resides. And when I was a youngster, my grandfather, and to be honest, it's fantastic to have my first cousin here, Ono Sullivan and his wife Sarah, they're here in the congregation here today. And my grandfather would take us and he would show us the well, the wellspring. Honestly, this water I'm not exaggerating when I say it was, still is the best water I've ever tasted in my life. It was always so chilled, and it was just the purest water you can imagine, just welling up from the very earth itself. And so there was a routine, and our grandfather would have us kind of move this very heavy flagstone that we had to kind of move very carefully to the side. And then there was a certain way that we had to put in our, our implement, our vessel. It was a very careful way because you didn't want to disturb kind of residue and different moss and various stuff around about the pool. And so you had to be very, very careful. You got your water, you put back the flagstone, you put other stones against the flagstone to make sure it was secure and you left. It is so sad for me to say today that that spring well, that well of pure water is now a cesspool. You know why it's no longer a spring of pure water? Because the guard is no longer there. The protector of the well is gone. And so my brother and my sister, if I could just in that little story imprint upon your heart the importance of the spring of water that God wants gushing from your life in order to describe the Holy Spirit. God was saying, look, it'll be like rivers of living water just gushing up out of you. And God wants that water to be pure. 
But to remain pure, you've got to protect it. And you've got to guard it. And once you remain guarding it and protecting it, it's going to remain pure. But if you step away, or if you get stuck into the world and the cesspool of life that is a life of sin, it's going to get polluted. But God wants it pure. He wants you saying about the Christian walk, you know what? Whenever I go to taste of God, it is like pure spring water. It is like refreshing water to my soul. I just love this walk with God. I love staying close with God. I love living this life of Christ because it's pure water to my very, very soul in Jesus' name. We pay attention, we protect, and then we police life. Too many people are focused on death. But we're to police life. We're to guard life. Our police service, they're men and women, they guard life and they fight death. It's, it's amazing sometimes how we can get cynical and we guard things that are dying and we fight life. Sometimes the Lord is trying to love on us and bless us and help us and we're fighting against him. But we've got to be guarding against We've got to guard life and fight death. We need to protect what is good. And we need to be protected from what is bad. One of the modern problems in Ireland now with our police force, one of the modern problems is, is that of illegal dumping. And so people are going to some beautiful spots in our beautiful country and they are unloading all of their trash and making places of beauty very, very ugly. And, and there's this pollution that just is taking over certain parts of our land. Throughout our landscape, there are absolutely beautiful rivers where fishermen come from all over the world to be anglers and to just fish in the beauty of our land and to catch the array of fish that are within our rivers. And some of those rivers now are just so polluted, it is just so, so sad. They are polluted because there was an enemy, so to speak, that came and dumped all of their trash into our beautiful river and lands. First John 5 verse 21 says, Dear children, keep away from anything that might take God's place in your heart. Keep away from anything that might take God's place in your heart. You know, Satan is really, really good at trash talk, and Satan is the king of heart attacks. And so, I don't know if you've come in here today, and someone has been speaking trash over you, and they've been saying rubbish things about you and your life and your future. Maybe they've been saying you're useless and you're a failure, you're no good, you'll never amount to anything. I want you to know that this is why it's so important to get into the Word of God, because in the Word of God, God calls you His child, and the one that He loves, and the one that He's got a hope and a future for. And it is so key that we keep going back to the Word of God, and that we pay attention to this. But my brother and sister, it is so important that we are aware of all of the pollution and the trash talk of the enemy that seeks to come in and to bring pollution to this wellspring of life from which all that we do flows from. And so there's this desire for us to police it well and to make sure that we have given our hearts to Jesus and that we understand that this heart now belongs to God. And so Satan has no right to dump rubbish in your heart. 
He is illegally dumping rubbish, trash in your life, in your heart. He has no right to be there. And so you, as a guard of your heart, have the authority to say, in Jesus' name, resist the devil. And he will flee from you with all of his trash, with all of his rubbish, and he needs to get out of there. Because this heart is a place of beauty, and this land is a place that God wants to bless you. My brothers and my sisters, this trash talk, you know, sometimes you come into church and you know what we say to pastor when we come up for prayer? We say this, the enemy was speaking trash to me. My spouse was speaking trash over me. My children were speaking trash about me. My boss in work was speaking trash about me. And you know what I did, pastor? I took it to heart. I took it to heart. Can you see the way that we don't guard our hearts? We take trash and we take it to heart. I took it to heart. And then we wonder why we come in so discouraged, so despondent, and so needing a touch of God. My last and final point as I close is this. Every summertime I notice our guards, our police in Dublin, and they are giving directions to a lot of American tourists. And they are giving them advice on which streets to take and what turns to take and how to get to specific places. Because as anyone who's ever come to Ireland knows, there's very little signage. And it's a miracle if you end up anywhere you're meant to be going. But that's another day's work. You see, the police, the guards, they know the way. They know what to avoid and they know how to direct people and they know what to watch out for. In Proverbs 4, verse 25, it said, Let your eyes look straight ahead of you. Fix your gaze directly before you. Give careful thought to your paths and to your feet, and may they be steadfast in all of your ways. Do not turn to your right or to your left, and keep your foot from evil. My brother and my sister, today, you are here today to receive practical advice from the guardian of the galaxy, God Almighty, the Lord Jesus Christ. He has put you in your seat to receive practical advice from someone who knows the way, knows what turns you need to make in life, knows how to get you to where you need to be going, and he is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And if you would pay attention to him today, honestly, it will have such an incredible impact on your life, on your soul, on your future. So praise the Lord, he has given you a map. It is the Bible, and he wants you to consult the map. He wants you to pay attention to his word. He wants you to live with such a new endeavor and such a new intentionality on protecting what he has given you, this heart of flesh, this new heart. He wants you to rise up and he wants you to protect it because no one can guard your heart except you. Above all else, guard your heart. Above all else, guard your heart over everything. Most importantly, guard your heart. We need to, amen. We need to sign up to be police today. We need to sign up and say, Lord, from today I'm going and I'm going to police life. I'm going to guard life and I'm going to praise the Lord, be a keeper of peace within this heart that you have given me. Now the enemy, even from the time you leave this place, the enemy will try and rob your peace. He will try and rob it through things people say, through someone on the highway just pressing on his horn or beeper, I don't know what you call it. And he's going to be there, and, and, and the enemy's going to try and rob your peace, but you see, you're, you're new today. You've responded and you say, no, you're not going to rob my peace because I'm a guardian of the peace within my heart. And so no matter what anyone says, no matter what anyone does, I'm going to 
protect and police the peace in my heart. I'm going to pay attention, Lord, to your practical advice that is in your word on how to guard this heart that you've given me and to stay on the narrow path that you've called me to. Brothers and sisters, it has been an absolute privilege to be given this pulpit today. I'm going to be gone in a few moments. But you know what? What God has deposited in our hearts today is something that we need to meditate upon and take home with us because it's a difference between life and death and between health and sickness of the soul. Thank you for listening. We hope you've been blessed by the ministry of Calvary Orlando. We invite you to join us in person at Calvary Orlando for one of our Sunday morning worship experiences each Sunday at 10.30 a.m. To find out more about Calvary, please visit our website at calvaryorlando.org. Here you can find our latest events and ministry opportunities. Thanks for listening and God bless.